0: fm to get started Peace.
1: hello and welcome to anatomy of marriage i'm your host melanie studley
0: what's up my good friends my name is seth studley i'm a licensed marriage and family therapist welcome to anatomy of marriage
1: we are so flipping excited to share with don't you don't even think about <laughs> it more we, than excited right now you're gonna watch <sighs> us interview one of our like heroes of the planet.
0: One of the dudes that changed a lot for us. Yes. Hal Elrod.
1: He is the author of the miracle morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also wrote a book called the miracle equation. There's a movie called the miracle morning and he's written co-authored like a bajillion books, like the miracle marriage, the like the miracle morning for marriage, all right. that stuff. So he is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. You are going to love this interview. Get your tissues ready. Cause you might cry.
0: That's right. If you actually want real change in yourself and in your marriage, Write down and listen to this episode a hundred times yes. because if you do it, I promise you it will change your marriage and your life. Yep. Me and Melanie did it. And guess what? Hello. New me, new marriage.
1: Yes. Anyway, <laughs> enjoy this interview. All See right. you in a minute. Bye. Bye. <laughs> We are right. so glad that you're on our show. We can't wait for, to hear all about what you've been doing and all about your work. So why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about who you are?
2: Yeah, that's uh, there's a lot of directions I could go there. Um, but thank you guys for having me on, first of all. Uh, thank you so much. Yeah, you're welcome. Who I am, first and foremost, uh, I am a husband and a father. I, I really And I really mean that. That took me quite a few years to um, align my schedule with what I, what I said were my priorities, what I thought were my priorities, right? If you ask any entrepreneur, what's your highest priority? If they have a family, they'll usually say, my family, of course. And then you said, yeah, can I take a peek at your schedule real quick, right? Mm-hmm. You end up getting a different story. You go, wow, they look like your last priority when I look at how you're actually spending your time. And so before I got cancer a few years ago, that was really me as I was deluding myself into thinking family was number one, but they didn't feel that because I always worked a little bit late, worked on a weekend, traveled away from them far too often. So I'm a husband and father, first and foremost. Um, I'm best known as the author of The Miracle Morning. And uh, it's a book that I self-published in 2012, that um, it's now practiced daily, The the Miracle Morning practice by uh, millions of people in over 70 countries. And um, it's become the kind of worldwide movement of people who are really on a mission to elevate the consciousness of humanity, one person and one morning at a time. And it's simply by us waking up and becoming the best version of ourselves, the ripple the ripple effect of that, right, is, is that we then bring our best self to our marriage and to our children and to the workplace or the work that we do. And, uh, and so by us working every morning on becoming the best version of ourselves, we impact every life that we come in contact with in a in a positive way so and if each one of us does that right the world is a a better place a very different place um, so anyway i'm kind of going off on tangents here uh, I'll, I'll give a quick a quick i guess bio if you will here um, so uh, i started this work when i was um 19 years old i actually started a job in sales i started selling cutco cutlery and i i quickly became Uh, One of the top reps for the company, I broke a bunch of records and I started giving speeches. So that was kind of like, that got me into, ooh, I love inspiring people. Mm -hmm. And then a year and a half into my Cutco career, driving home one night from a speech, I was hit head on by a drunk driver. My car was hit head on by a drunk driver at 80 miles an hour. I spun off the drunk driver. The car behind me crashed into my door, my driver's side door at 70 miles an hour, crushed the door into the left side of my body and instantaneously I broke 11 bones. My Mm -hmm. leg broke in half, my femur broke in half, my pelvis broke in three places, crushed between the center console, my arm broke in half behind my bicep, I I, I shattered my elbow, severed the nerve in my forearm, my eye socket was shattered, my ear was almost completely severed, and the ceiling buckled and it sliced the top of my head open, Uh and uh, I immediately was in a coma, unable to withstand the pain, you know, thank God the body kind of self-regulates that way. And, um, I, an hour later, when they were able to use the jaws of life to cut me out of the car, I actually bled to death. And I I was Mm. clinically dead for approximately six minutes without a heartbeat, wasn't breathing. They revived me. They rushed me to the hospital, airlifted me on a helicopter to the hospital. Um, I spent six days in a coma. And when I came out of the coma, I was told I would never walk again. And I decided, I said, okay, I, I will accept if I never walk again, I will be the happiest most grateful person you've ever seen in a wheelchair because Mm -hmm. I'm in a wheelchair either way. I'm not going to let that affect my internal quality of life. Um, but I said, I'm not accepting that as the, my ultimate fate, just because the doctors say, I'm not going to walk again. I'm not going to accept that. That's, that's the end all be all until I'm proven otherwise. So I decided I'm going to put all my energy into the possibility the miracle, if you will, of walking again. So I prayed about it every day and I meditated on it every day. And I thought about it. I visualized it. I talked about it as, Hey, no, this is going to happen. Watch you. You know, I'm going to prove everybody wrong. I'm going to take my first step. And three weeks after the crash, after I was found dead and my legs broke and all these things, the doctors came in with routine x-rays and they said, we don't know how to explain this, but your body is healing so quickly. Um, we're actually gonna let you take your first step tomorrow in therapy. Wow. And even me being optimistic, I was thinking like that was a year off, you know, I mean, and uh, that day or the next day I took my first step and, you know, I, I got, I eventually went on to, you know, walk completely normal and run marathons and all this, you know, just get back to normal. Um, And that really led, I, I decided I, and I feel like for all of us, this can help. We all go through adversity and, I decided that this car accident, I'm going to get through this in the most positive, proactive way that I can, not Mm. just for myself, but for the greater good. I thought Mm -hmm. if I overcome this in a really positive way, then I can all have knowledge and things that I can share with people, whether it's my family or friends or I write a book someday or whatever it is that can help them to do the same. And that's what kind of led me down the path of, of, uh, of the work that I do today. And then, you know, there was mm-hmm. Miracle Morning and then I got cancer three years ago. That's a whole nother story. I almost died yeah. again. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'm knock on wood. I, I think I've gone through all the things I, you know, I've learned the lessons. Uh, I'm, I'm just, I just want to teach them now. And uh, hopefully I don't, <laughs> I don't have to go yeah. through any more life and death experiences.
0: Right. Oh my goodness. How that is, that's just a bonker story, which could be like, you know, 12 podcasts. in right. itself. Um, so so you mentioned prayer and like we, we both uh, are Christian. And I, I'm just wondering, and I, I haven't seen this anywhere out there. Maybe I've just missed it. But when you, I guess that's even weird to say when you died for the first yeah. time for six minutes, where do you have any recollection of, of anything? You know, there, you know, several people talk about their stories, but can you sure. just maybe briefly uh, touch on that for a minute? Yeah,
2: no, I wish I had a cool story for you. Uh, well, no. the story is cool, but but in terms of <laughs> what happened during those six minutes, um, I, I suffered b- when you're hit head-on, it's very common. When you're in a head-on collision, your the, your brain is traveling at 70 miles an hour and comes to a dead stop, and Ooh. it smashes the front of your skull at 70 miles an hour, yeah. and your, your frontal lobe is where your short-term memory is housed, and so I don't remember anything from, you know, I remember getting in, in the car that night, kind of getting on the freeway, and then, I don't remember for about two weeks of my life. So there's about two mm-hmm. weeks of my life I don't remember at all, including what happened in those six minutes. I will say this though, and I think you know you could call this, I guess, faith, right? Um, I have I have this like intuitive knowing that the whole the old adage, everything happens for a reason. I feel like that's true, but not in the way that we've been conditioned to think, which is like the reason's out of our control, and people will go through a difficult time and question God, why? Why did this happen to me? You know. Right. And for me, I think that everything happens for a reason, but it's our responsibility to choose the reasons.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes.
2: Right. And we can, That's we can, and, and we can choose, you can, you can be a victim and go, Oh my God, this happened because life isn't fair and I don't deserve this. And I'm a, right. You can choose what I would call victim reasons, right. Which kind of disempower you and make you feel hopeless and out of control. Mm-hmm. Uh, or for me, I went, how can I use this experience to become a better version of myself? How can mm-hmm. I use this experience to help other people and And when you ask those questions and you know, and you don't look at from a victim lens, but you look at it from a, 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 you know, a Victor lens, a, you know, how can this Mm -hmm. this benefit me? Um, then in doing that, uh, it just, it gives you energy. I found, I just had energy like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to overcome this. I'm not going to complain. I'm not going to focus on anything out of my control Mm -hmm. because I feel out of control when I do that. In fact, I want to pause and just, I want to insert a lesson for everybody right now. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, there's a hell of a lot going on in the world that is out of control, that is out of our control, right? Yeah. We didn't get to control the election. We're not controlling a virus. Like, we you know, there's so much that we're not controlling the lockdowns. Like, there's so much right now that is out of our control. And most of us focus on those things. And when we focus on that, which is out of our control, we feel out of control. And that causes stress, it causes us to feel depressed, it causes anxiety, it doesn't serve us, but it really hurts us. Mm -hmm. And it hurts those around us, because we're in that state, especially if you're, you know, it hurts our spouse, it hurts our kids, right? They feel that stress, that energy that we're experiencing, that fear energy. And so the opposite of focusing on what's out of your control is focusing on what's in your control. Mm -hmm. And, and that really, you know, begins and ends with ourselves every day, it's like you're in control of yourself. You might not be in control of all of those things out there in the world that are going on, but you're in control of how you show up. Do you show Mm -hmm. up to life with fear and with anxiety and in a state of Mm -hmm. depression? Or do you choose to show up every day with love and with courage instead of judging others for being different? How about loving them for being different? How about empathy? How about understanding, right? So the point is, we can't control the things we can't control, but we can always control ourselves, how we show up every day, and how we choose to experience all of the things that are out of our control from a place of mm-hmm. you know fear and anxiety, or a place of peace and love and acceptance and mm-hmm. you know and uh, and
0: gratitude. absolutely that, that. that makes me think, as you were talking, uh, I recently read uh, some of uh, Eckhart Tolle's work, right? The Power yes, of love Now. Eckhart. And yeah. um, so it makes me think. If I focus on what was my past, you know, where, whether it was traumatic or missed opportunities or whatever there's absolutely zero that I can do. Right. And then if I focus on the future, Oh, who's, who's in office or what about this? The economy, this, the pandemic, I still have no control over it. Right. And then when we, and then it creates this cognitive dissonance, right? Well, I can't control that. I can't control the past. So the importance of focusing on now, and then of course, enter the miracle morning. Mm -hmm. Huh? Okay. If I wake up and seize the day, take control of the day, then guess what? Everything most likely is going to flow off of that and roll downhill in the way I like it mm-hmm. and one of the things i i was going to say this earlier but thank you thank you sincerely for writing the miracle morning yes. I, i'm almost like choking up just now because it's like <laughs> how that so the miracle morning was one of the first books that i read that's weird i'm like getting choked up i don't know why that's so i didn't expect it, that it I changed, promise our, you that. Lives, like,
1: it, changed so our lives like for
0: real so melanie read it first and she said hey you got to read this right and this was probably six years ago, right when we were getting into the, the growth mindset, let's right. do this. Let's, let's take control mm-hmm. of our marriage because our, we've been married 16 years and our marriage was a total wreck. That's right. what the whole show was about. Right. <laughs> and we really began taking control. And I, I, when I say that, I'm not just saying, okay, cause I'm like fanboying here or like <laughs> you're on the show, your book, the miracle morning was the, was the catalyst right. of all the I don't know, hundreds of books that I've read on self-help and right. like growth mindset. And now we do coaching, high mm-hmm. performance marriage coaching. And we're seeing this work in our clients, in your book, The Miracle Morning, The Six Saver Steps is, I, I, that that was the catalyst. That's all I can say, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> so thank you. Thank you for that.
2: You are welcome. And thank you for sharing that. That, that means more to me than you know. So um, yeah, to hear I mean, that, that's why I wrote it. And that's why I still yeah. talk about it and promote it because- of the impact that it can make, and so hearing that really, uh, yeah, it, it uh, fills me up, man. Thank you so much. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: yeah it really was life changing. I remember hearing about it. I feel like I heard about it from like a Brendan Burchard podcast or something. And this mm-hmm. was okay. year. This had to be right when it came out because I it, like podcasts weren't huge like yeah, they are like now. When the stuff
0: wasn't like super, like yeah, you know, when it just
1: wasn't everywhere. And I yeah. I remember starting to do it because I was like so depressed and our marriage was so awful and we were wanting to get divorced. We had two little kids, like little kids. Mm-hmm. And I just started like going through, you know, and I think the thing that really did change us was the reading part of it. Like wow. just, just saturating your brain with all of these amazing authors and thoughts and whatever. So before we fan boy and girl more, why don't you <laughs> tell us all about what the miracle morning actually is? What are the steps yeah. and how does it
2: work? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I'll give you the quick and I'll start with a quick backstory because I think it's important. Um, the, so it was 2007, 2008, right around that time, and the U.S. economy started to crash. And mm-hmm. I'm the eternal optimist. So I'm like, I don't pay attention. I don't watch the news. I create my own economy. Uh, well, my, I was a coach. So my clients were in sales and entrepreneurs and business owners, and their businesses started suffering the consequences of the economy. And then they started canceling, going, I can't pay for coaching anymore. So in a, in a matter of months, I lost over half of my clients, which that was my only source of income at the time. So I lost over half of my income. I could not pay my mortgage. I, I My house was foreclosed on by the bank. Um, mm-hmm. I started living on credit cards where I was I was like a Dave Ramsey, debt-free you know, person at oh, that yeah. point. Yeah. And, uh, and within six months, I was $52,000 in personal credit card debt and just climbing. Mm-hmm. And nothing that I was doing was working I just kept like sliding deeper and deeper and deeper into this hole and uh I one day a good friend of mine John Berghoff it, it advised me he said how are you exercising every day I called him to tell him how much I was struggling and he said are you exercising every day and I go no but what the hell does that have to do with anything I just told you like I need money right. not you know abs and uh <laughs> right. he, said, he said no 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 he goes listen he goes If you're not putting your, if you're not getting blood and oxygen to your brain every day, if you're not putting yourself in a peak state physically, you're not putting yourself in a peak state mentally and emotionally, and you're Mm -hmm. not going to be thinking any clearer or having more energy to turn your situation around. He said, if I were you, I would go for a run every morning. And while you're on that run, while you're in that peak physical state, listen to some self help audio you know, business podcast, he goes, basically, whatever you need to fix in your life, while you're in that peak physical, mental and emotional state, learn that thing, run, right, you know, run home and implement. It. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of I called him for advice on I was like, you know, how can I like, wait, where's the fastest way to the cash? Like, I need to make some money, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. And,
2: uh, and this was kind of like a teach a teach a man to fish versus give them the fish, you know, and mm-hmm. I was kind of resistant, but I was desperate. So I'm like, all right, I'll do it. And I said, what any recommendation on what audio I should listen to? And he had me listen to this Jim Rohn audio, I forgot what it was called, but um, so the next morning I begrudgingly go for a run and I hear this Jim Rohn quote within the first few minutes that changed my entire life or, or it was the, as you said, the catalyst mm-hmm. that, you know, created the Miracle Morning. Jim Rohn said, your level of success will seldom exceed your level of personal development
0: mm-hmm. because
2: success is something you attract by the person that you become. Mm. Yes. And when I heard that, and I think I had heard it before, but sometimes you, know, you hear something that goes in one, you're out the other. But that morning, it was like I was in the right, I needed it. Mm-hmm. And the way that I quantified it in my head is I went, okay, if my level of success will seldom exceed my level of personal development, I thought, well, what level of success do I want? Do we all want? Mm-hmm. And on a scale of one to 10, it's safe to say that in every area of life, we want level 10. You want like highest, right? Yeah. Yeah. You want level 10 health and level 10 happiness and level 10 money and level 10 relationships. And you want to be a level 10 parent, right? You want level 10 energy. Mm -hmm. And, but, but what I realized is, okay, if my level of success will rarely exceed my level of personal development, I go, well, what's my level of personal development on a scale of one to 10? And I think for most people, myself included at the time, most of our society, this is the big disconnect. We all want level 10 success, but if you go, okay, on a scale of one to 10, my level of personal development, where does that fit? In? And by the way, I would define personal development as like, it's your, your level of knowledge, right? How many books on, you know, if you're getting a divorce, you're right. You have to ask, well, how many books on marriage have I read in the last six months? Right. It's usually zero, right? It's right. Like, so you're not learning anything about being a better partner, having better communication, of course your marriage isn't at a 10. You're not becoming a level 10 spouse, right? Right. So I realized my level of personal development at the time in general was like at a 2. Maybe like a 3 or a 4, you know. And and so if you want level 10 success and you're at a level 3 or 4, that's a big disconnect. And I realized I need to dedicate time every day to become a level 10 person. Therefore I will be capable of creating and sustaining level 10 success. Mm-hmm. And so I I had my idea. I go, okay, I'm going to go home and I got to figure, I got to create the most effective daily personal development ritual known to man, you know, and uh, I went online and I started Googling random phrases like personal development practices of millionaires, billionaires, you know, what do, what do the world's most successful people do for their personal development? And I just kept Googling phrases like this and making a list. And I was looking for the best practice. And I had a list of six practices in about a half an hour. And I got overwhelmed. I go, oh, but which of these is the best? Mm-hmm. Like, I can't do all, obviously, I can't do all six. It was meditation, affirmations, visualization, exercise, reading, journaling, right? Like, any one of these would be a new habit, a new undertaking, you know? And, mm-hmm. and, and I had tried some of these before and I had failed, some I had never tried. And I, I got overwhelmed. I almost kind of threw in the towel because I was reading the articles and I'm going, none of these is better than the other. It just depends mm-hmm. on which one or who you talk to that, you know, this one successful person says meditation changed their life, but this other person says it was visualization and on and on. And I almost kind of threw in the towel with overwhelm. And then the epiphany happened. I went, wait a minute. What if I did all of these tomorrow? Mm. What if I did, what if I just woke up an hour earlier, even though I wasn't a morning person, that's an important caveat, but -hmm. I go, what if I woke up an hour earlier and I did the six most timeless Proven personal development practices of all time. And what if I just did ten minutes each—ten minutes of meditation, ten minutes of affirmations, right, all, all, all the way through? I thought that would be the ultimate morning or, or personal development ritual. And so here's the here's an interesting part. Most of us—I want to talk about waking up in the morning real quick before we go into these six practices because yeah. mm-hmm. this is an important piece. This this is a limiting belief in my opinion that I had that I had to overcome that many people have. I'm not a morning person. Mm. If you don't wake up early, then you're not a morning person. I used to hate running, but I committed publicly to run an ultra marathon. So I had to train for it. And I'm like, Mm. oh God, I don't want to do this. And I'll actually, when we get through this, the the miracle morning practices, I'll tell you how I use them to start running. So we'll get into that. But um, the point is I hated running. And then I figured out how to get myself to just start really slowly. Like just day one, it was go walk for 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. easy. Day two, it was jog, right? I just got to gradually step, grab it, step mm-hmm. it up. But the point is this, my limiting belief was I'm not a runner. I can't right. run. Mm-hmm. And then when I started running, I became a runner, right? right. right. If, you don't, <laughs> if you don't wake up early and you keep telling yourself you can't do it, just yeah. like this is universal for all of life. They're all limiting beliefs. I'm not a runner. I can't eat healthy. I can't do blank. I can't wake up early. I've tried. I've failed. Mm-hmm. Great you figure out how to commit or you make the commitment to do it. You figure out how to get yourself to do it. There's some nuances to that. Mm-hmm. But then all of a sudden, you can literally overcome or become anything that yes. you
0: want. And you have right? to start somewhere, right? right. It's like, yeah. <laughs> So Melanie, uh, she, we, we both run and exercise and stuff, but she used to say, I'm not a runner. And so, Never. okay, where did the first runner come from? Were they just <laughs> born? Was it like some, some <laughs> right innate thing like- what? Oh, yeah, I'm a runner. Yeah. Often, oftentimes, because I'm a therapist and with clients, you know, I have clients come in and say, "Oh, I'm major depressive." I'm like, "Wait a minute, who named you that?"
1: Right. <laughs> what
0: What is that? Right. So you begin to label yourself. I'm yeah. not a runner. I'm not a good husband. I'm. I'm I can't impatient. wake up early. Right? It's like, whoa, no, no, don't don't give yourself that name. Then you right. don't have to carry it. So I just wanted to throw that in. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. No,
2: thank you. That 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 adds a lot of value. Mm-hmm. Um. So the interesting thing is that night. So so we usually it's hard to wake up in the morning because we go to bed go like we're not excited to wake up in the morning
0: right but i
2: always think about when were you guys like in your lifetime when were you the most excited to wake up
0: christmas christmas morning <laughs>
2: right like as a kid even as, kid, as an yeah. adult for a lot of people but especially mm-hmm. as a kid like when i was a kid on christmas you i couldn't wait to go to you know like i just yeah. wanted to go to bed but then i couldn't sleep well because i was my i was tossing and turning so excited right i couldn't wait to wake up yeah um, here's the thing so you, I you typically as kids we get terrible sleep on christmas eve But as soon as it's morning, we, our eyes spring open, we jump out of bed with all the energy and excitement. And I had a theory, I thought, wait a minute, couldn't we create that expectation to wake up every single day if we were intentional about it? Mm -hmm. So my first night going to bed, I was thinking, I can't wait to wake up and try this morning routine. Like this is, I've never done this before. It's kind of scary, but I'm kind of excited. And this is gonna (laughs) be cool and and so i went to bed like a kid on christmas eve and it, this was the crazy part at that time in my life because of what i was going through with the losing my house and my income i was really depressed for the first time in my life i was depressed and i hated waking up in the morning in fact if anyone's ever been depressed if you guys have mm-hmm. there's um going to sleep is is often like the only escape Right, It's like right. this, oh right. my God, I get to go in bed. I have no problems that I have to deal with <laughs> right now. There's, mm-hmm. there's not right. I get to escape you know, uh, um, into my bed and just sleep. And then the, you wake up out. and
0: mm-hmm.
2: you check out. And as soon as your yeah. eyes open, you go, oh God, I right. have to face life again. Right. And I think yes. most of us have been there and I was there at that time. That night I went to bed, like I can't wait to wake up. And when the alarm went off in the morning, I didn't go, oh God. It's, I go, cool, I'm going to try right. this. And no. I went in the living room. I sucked at meditating. I didn't know how to do affirmations. Like I had never visualized like most of the things I didn't know what I was doing, but even after an hour of what I would call a mediocre morning, right. There wasn't a name for it at the time. (laughs) Um, I felt so clear and energized and inspired and motivated. And maybe most importantly, I felt optimistic for the first time in six months because Mm -hmm. I went, if I start every day like this, Mm-hmm. With this much energy and clarity and motivation, and, and I'm gaining knowledge. If I start a video like this, it's only a matter of time before I become the person that I need to be to create everything that I want for my life. And mm-hmm. I was thinking it would take six to 12 months. And it was in less than two months, I more than doubled my income. Okay. I went from being in the worst shape of my life physically to committing to run a 52 mile ultra marathon, even though I had never run before. Mm-hmm. Um, and my depression went away not in two months more like a day or two wow and, um so one of the things that causes depression from my vantage point is when we lose hope right mm-hmm. if you lo- like if if, if you if, you know if you ex- encounter adversity but you have hope like okay i can get through this i can do it right mm-hmm. you're not depressed you're you're, you're hopeful right you, you're right. optimistic but and that's that's when i first started losing clients i'm like no big deal i'll get more. i'll figure it out right Right. And then I lost client after client after client and days went by and then weeks went by and then months went by and slowly my optimism eroded into depression. And I go, Oh my God, what, what do I do? I'm losing my house. I, I, I can't, I can't, I'm putting food on credit cards. Like I've never, I've never felt so out of control. Mm-hmm. And the first day in miracle morning, the hope came back. The optimism Mm. came back because again, I went, if I do this every day, it's only a matter of time. Mm -hmm. And in two months, and that's why, so the depression was gone in a matter of a day or two. Right. And, um, so two months into it, I went to my wife and I go, sweetheart, I just signed another client today. We officially, this is the most clients I've ever had. Now keep in mind, the economy continued to decline Mm -hmm. 90%. And I'm throwing out a random number, but most businesses continued to fail and mm-hmm. decline and got a business and mine was thriving. Nice. Now, why? Not because anything outside of me got better. The economy did not get better, it actually got worse. I mm-hmm. got better. That's mm-hmm. what the miracle morning does for you. It enables you to become a better version every day of the person that you were when you went to bed the night before. For you to focus on what is in your control and mm-hmm. to optimize what it is your control, beginning with your mental and emotional well-being then getting into logistics of improving income, improving health, improving relationships, whatever those things are. And by you becoming that level 10 person, you start to find that you by default start to create that level 10 success that you Mm -hmm. want in every area of your life. And so that's the, that's the miracle morning in a nutshell. And if you want, we can kind of, I'm happy to go into each of the six practices and kind of give some beginner, beginner slash advanced strategies to get started. Yeah. Yeah,
0: Well, let me just throw in one thing. So, and this is for our listeners who may not be familiar with your work. If they've been on Mars for the last, you know, 10 (laughs) years or whatever, but the change that happened in our marriage and mind you, when we were going through all this stuff, like almost getting divorced, we're like really not liking each other. I was a marriage and family therapist. Right. So the paradigm just goofiness there was, you know, just bonkers. Yeah. What our marriage did not change until I said, you know what? You're not making the marriage the worst thing ever. I'm not making the marriage the worst thing ever. I stopped blaming her. I said, okay, Seth, you control what you can control. You do the best that you can in all areas that you can. And guess what? Thank God she was on board too. Mm -hmm. And then we both started to go. So it it was like just a night and day thing. I was like, okay. I, she doesn't owe me anything. I'm not going to look to her for anything. I mean, of course, be in relationship, sure, right. but not to like fulfill me or fill this hole, or you didn't do this. So now I'm all pissed or weird. Or right. whatever. Yeah. Like, no, none of that bull crap. That's like lower level marriage. Right. So yeah. we, we decided to change ourselves. And then, oh, guess what? Mm-hmm. Our finances changed. Our marriage changed. Our uh, parenting relationship changed. Right. Everything changed. So I want our listeners to really You got to think about that because Mm -hmm. nothing is going to change. And also the Jim Rohn quote that you said was, was phenomenal. How many marriage books are you reading? Do you have a marriage coach? Are you going to counseling all this stuff? Because you can't, you can't have this marriage type of marriage if you're not doing all this other stuff. And that just so so applies to everything.
1: Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, it's interesting to me that so many of our listeners will, they treat marriage as if it is like a thing Mm -hmm. that will make stuff better. And I'm like, no, there's no thing. Marriage is not a thing. Mm-hmm. You, yeah. your relationship with yourself and your spouse. Now those are things. Mm-hmm. And that's how a marriage becomes amazing. And like I said, like I read the miracle morning first, started doing it on my own, then he read it and then he started doing it. So we both were doing our own miracle morning practices. And that like, I mean, no joke, you transformed our entire lives and you are basically why this podcast exists. Wow.
2: <laughs> you, wow. you made this podcast happen. <laughs> that is uh an honor and a half uh, and I love your <laughs> energy. So well, thanks.
0: Uh, yeah. So uh, yeah, if you could hit on uh, the savers each yeah, one and yeah, explain yeah. to our listeners so they can start doing them.
2: Yeah. So if you're listening, let me give you a visual S A V E R S, right? So this is an acronym, the savers that represent the six practices of the miracle morning. The first S is silence. It was it used to be meditation. And then it became silence because the M didn't fit the acronym very well. And the Mavis. last S is scri- <laughs> yeah neighbors uh, and the last S was journaling, but the J didn't fit the acronym very well, so it became scribing. So let me run through these six. So the first the S is for scribe, or I'm sorry, it's for silence. That is your meditation uh, and or your prayer time, uh, and it can also be deep breathing and even contemplation. Like there, you know, and and I love by the way, it was my wife's idea. I got to give her credit, right? I was writing the Miracle Morning book one day. I was in my office and I had these six practices meditation, affirmations, right, visualization, all these things. And and I, I and I was thinking, I'm like, how am I gonna organize these into a memorable system? Because I'm thinking, like, you know, uh, Stephen Covey's got the seven habits of highly effective people, and uh Robert Kiyosaki's got the cash flow quadrant. Like these authors mm-hmm. think of something to make it memorable and like cohesive. And I didn't have I just had these six random practices, no, no way connecting them. And I, I, I was walking down the hall and I, my wife was walking the other way and she goes, what's going on? I said, I'm frustrated. And she goes, why? I said, I have these six practices. I didn't invent any of them. So in order to make them like memorable, I need to find a way to like make them cohesive connected. I don't know. And she goes, why don't you get a thesaurus and see if you can replace any of the words with other meaning, same meaning words, and then make it into an acronym. And I go, that's a great idea. And so yeah that's where si- meditation became silence journaling became scribing but i love that meditation became silence because it is so meditation is only one form of silence some people go i, I don't want to meditate i want to pray or oh, yeah i want to meditate but i also prayer is very important right? right so if it was just meditation it would be it would leaving leaving that out so here's the thing about silence most of us start our day in the opposite of silence in, in some form of chaos Mm-hmm. And, and I don't necessarily mean a, an auditory chaos. Very often, it's just a mental chaos. It's grabbing our right. smartphone. And, we go yeah, to this the first yeah, thing in the morning. Right to the phone, right? And and we're looking at, you know, we're looking at the news or we're looking at social media or we're checking our email. Uh, the When you spend time in silence, you give your mind an opportunity to, to access the wisdom of you can fill in a blank here, the wisdom of God, the wisdom of your highest self, the mm-hmm. wisdom of infinite intelligence, right? You don't, that's why we have our best shot thoughts usually in the shower, right? Or when we're falling asleep at night, think about that. When you're falling asleep at night, it's usually silent. And that's when you're like, ooh, I just thought of that thing. Sometimes it's something you have to do. But for me, it's a lot of times it's like, wait a minute, I just realized how I've been showing up for my wife in a way that doesn't serve her. And now I realize I'm seeing like, I always, my, my greatest access or wisdom is access during periods of silence. Mm -hmm. And so in the morning, instead of starting your day with that chaos, I have a rule that my phone can't come off airplane mode until I have done my miracle morning. Mm -hmm. And so I start the day with peaceful, purposeful silence. Uh, and that can be, uh, for me, it's meditation and prayer. And I want to give a quick meditation technique that's different from what most people are used to. Mm-hmm. I call this emotional optimization meditation. And I invented this, or at least I think I did um, during when I during COVID Um, most meditations are like, you know, follow your breath, clear your mind. I'm a really results oriented person. I like to, I like to achieve outcomes. Right. Mm-hmm. So while it is an outcome in and of itself to calm your nervous system, lower your cortisol levels, uh, the way that this meditation works, it's more of a proactive meditation where you ask, here's the steps. Number one, ask yourself, which emotional state would best serve me? Hmm. Now, that might be, you know, for the morning. It might be for the day. It might just be at this time in your life, right? Like if you're going through a stressful time, then the emotional state that best serves you might be just like just peace just at just calm mm-hmm. peace if you're if you're feeling really maybe unhappy maybe it's an emotion of happiness or gratitude right so ask yourself what state would be optimal for me to experience what emotional state and let's just use gratitude as an example okay so you decide you know what i really want to feel just i just want to feel grateful i just want to feel really grateful for my life right now okay that, that's the state so number one you identify the emotional state Number two, ask yourself, what puts me in that state? So come up with a stimulus. It might be a memory. Like, well, the last time I felt really grateful was when this was happening. Something where you can close your eyes and you can imagine it and get into that state. For me, it's just my kids, right? If I think about, like, what makes me feel grateful? Uh, Sophie and Halston. Sophie and Hal, right? Like, I, and I literally, you just, like, that was an unforced smile, you know? Like, I just... I just smile ear to ear. I feel so grateful thinking of my kids, right? So that's the stimulus. All right, so I I got the emotion figured out. Step two, the the stimulus, it's my kids. I get into that state with the stimulus. And then step three is you set your timer. So whether you're gonna meditate for five minutes, 10 minutes, you just, I'll use the word marinate. You marinate in that emotional state. You just sit in it. You go as deep Mm -hmm. as you can. You feel it. If you need to, sometimes I'll use affirmations. While I'm doing that, I'll go, I'm so grateful for my kids. I'm so blessed to have my babies. Like I'll just, you know, and I don't force the words. It just, I just sit there and I just stay in that state. Here's the reason that I'm encouraging you to do this and why I love it. But as you spend time in any emotional state, you're literally creating neural pathways in your brain that hardwire that emotional state. And it makes it Mm -hmm. easier to access. It becomes your default. And I choose many states. So I choose confidence some mornings. Some mornings I choose just being at peace. On the weekends, I'll choose like being fun and loving and I'll get in that state before the kids come downstairs. And each of these states is like a different muscle group, right? You're working out your biceps, you're working out your triceps, you're working out your abs. Each emotional state makes up a full, um, you know, right, mm-hmm. si- a human emotional right. system. And right. so you literally can reprogram your brain to feel however you want to feel. And then you can yeah. access that state at will. Mm-hmm. Um all right, so I just realized on time we got, we're, we're, I can go a few, like five more minutes over, but, but I want to get through all the savers for everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So the A is for affirmations. This is my favorite and yet the most misunderstood of the savers or of any personal growth practice. Um, affirmations, we're taught one of two ways. Typically, number one, we're taught to lie to ourselves. Like if you want to be a millionaire, just say, I am a millionaire over <laughs> right. and over and over. Just say it. Like, trick right. you yourself into believing it, right? But the truth will always prevail. If you're struggling financially and you say, I am a millionaire, your your, your subconscious is going to go, no, you're not. Like, no, what are not. you kidding, right? right? Now you're fighting yourself. You're like, shut up. I'm doing my affirmations, right? <laughs> so lying to yourself is never the optimum strategy. The truth will always prevail. The second aspect is, or the second problem with the way we've been taught affirmations is we're taught to use this flowery passive language that produces a magical result independent of our effort. So Mm -hmm. very popular example. I am a money magnet. Money flows to me effortlessly and in abundance, Mm -hmm. right? Like wake up call. That's not how money works. People don't build fortunes by sitting on their couch, staring at a vision board, pretending they're a money magnet, right? Like, no, you have to actually work hard, create value for the world. And then, then that value that you create and contribute mm-hmm. to the world will be reciprocated in the form of monetary compensation, right? Mm-hmm. So right. Here, here are three steps to create affirmations that are practical and that will produce tangible, measurable results. Step one, affirm what you're committed to. Mm-hmm. I am committed to blank. No matter what, there is no other option. I am committed to blank. I'm committed to earning this much money. I'm committed to working out five days a week. I'm committed to spending an hour a day with my kids. I'm committed to going on date night every week. I'm committed to whatever. I am committed to blank. No matter what, there's no other option. Now, you're not fantasizing about something that you want and then it's going to magically happen just because you want it. You are affirming. I'm committed to this re- result, this outcome. I'm fully committed. It's a gut <laughs> check every time you read it. And it's reinforcing what's necessary to achieve anything, which is, a commitment to achieve that thing. Mm-hmm. Step two, why is it deeply meaningful for you? Why is that outcome meaningful for you? Why is it crucial? Why is it a must? And it doesn't have to be one answer to this, it could be bullet points. When I was mm. fighting cancer, I affirmed every day, I'm committed to beating cancer and living to be 100 years old alongside Ursula and the kids. No matter what, there's no other option. Mm. And then I had five reasons that supported it. In fact, you saw that in the movie, right? I'm committed yes. to beating yes. cancer for Ursula because I promised her forever and a day. I'm committed to beating cancer for Sophie because she needs her daddy's love and affection. And I wrote the same for my son. I'm committed to beating cancer for my dad because he gave up everything to save me. Mm. That's when I wept
1: in the movie. That was when I was weeping. Mm. Oh, so good. Keep going, sorry.
2: It was an impromptu scene that I'm so glad our director was there to film, yeah. Mm. Um, I said, I'm committed to beating cancer for my mom because she doesn't deserve to lose another child. I'm, you're going to make me cry. was um, comm- a lot. Yeah.
1: Sorry.
2: I'm committed to beating cancer for um, myself because I deserve to live a long, healthy life. And I'm committed to beating cancer for the millions of people who are themselves battling cancer or some other disease and have not been blessed with the knowledge and resources I have and desperately mm-hmm. need my love, my leadership, and my guidance. <clears throat> and those whys, that's what fueled me. When I was sick and I was tired and there were days I wanted to die. There were so many days where I'm like, I'm at peace with death a I don't want to leave my wife and kids which that's what kept me going right but I'm like I I just I I, I don't want to I don't want to do this anymore it was so hard mm-hmm. right. and uh, and it was those whys I'm like no 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 I'm committed for my wife for my mom for my debt and like now it wasn't an option now mm-hmm. it wasn't an option so step two is get clear on your reasons why and step three is affirm what specific actions you will take and when which actions you will take and win. And now that those three steps, now you're affirming, not some fantasy. You're not pumping yourself up saying I'm, a, I'm amazing. I'm awesome. I'm missing I'm that. You're affirming real, tangible, actionable affirmations that will keep you aligned with your thinking and your behaviors to mm-hmm. follow through and achieve what you want to achieve. Mm. The third, the V in visual is safer is for visualization. And this one is relatively simple, but again, it's misunderstood and mistaught because we're taught to visualize the end result. But what really gets us to the end result is the daily activity. So the most important key I can give you on visualizing is don't just visualize the end result. Don't just visualize the paycheck or the marriage or the the money or the dream house or crossing the finish line of the marathon. Visualize yourself engaged in the activity today today. That you mm-hmm. must engage in, and when you visualize that, see yourself and feel yourself in an optimal emotional state while you engage in that activity, and that visualization is what will like, it, it compel you to do the thing that will get you the outcome that you want. So mm-hmm. when I was training for the marathon, I would—I hated running. So I'd visualize myself getting dressed in my running clothes and then heading out the front door with a smile on my face. And I would say things like, all right, I'm going to go for a run. I'm going to feel better after I do it. It's going to be great. I'm getting better every day, right? I would get myself pumped up. And then when the alarm went off at 7 a.m. on my phone, that visualization was a mental rehearsal. And I was able to Mm. get up and go do the thing that I visualized doing. I had gone there in my mind, body, and spirit. Going there in real time was that much easier. I'll go through the last three real quick because they're easy. The mm-hmm. E is for exercise. I'm not saying you got to go to the gym in the morning, but I am saying that you'd be crazy to not experience the benefits of getting five or ten minutes of jumping on a trampoline, doing a little yoga from YouTube, going for a bike ride, you know, jumping jacks, whatever. Do the seven minute workout app. You, you you've got the, your mental, emotional, and physical energy. All of that is is. Even Robin Sharma said in the Miracle Morning movie that the benefits of exercise can last as long as 13 hours mm-hmm. after the exercise, right? So do a little bit in the morning. The R is for reading. And both of you said, right? Reading is, that was the game changer for you guys. Mm-hmm. We're all one book away from learning what we need to learn to transform any area of our life. You want to be mm-hmm. happy? There's a book or two on that, right? Yeah. <laughs> you want to improve your marriage? There's a book or two on that. You know, mm-hmm. you want you want to, you want to, you want to, become wealthy, whatever you want. There is a book that someone that spends a lot of time figuring it out yeah. in, in a very short amount of time, you can learn decades of experience that you can mm-hmm. implement in your life. The final S is for scribing. And again, that's a fancy word for writing or journaling, but mm-hmm. it's simply every day I write down three things I'm grateful for. I use the five minute journal, it's an app. I write down three things I'm grateful for and the three most important things I need to get done that day to make the biggest impact in my personal professional life. And I'll I'll wrap a bow on this by saying, so those are the savers. Any one of those six practices, you can find countless people throughout history that have sworn by meditation or by affirmations or by visualization and that attribute their success to that one practice. Any one of these will change your life. But when you do all six of these every day, it literally creates miracles. That's why I call it the miracle morning. It creates results that are so beyond what you can imagine being possible for you until you actually achieve them. And yeah. you can do these in six minutes. There's a chapter in the miracle morning called the six minute miracle morning. Do one minute each. Mm-hmm. You could do them in a half an hour, five minutes each. Most people do an hour. You just wake up an hour earlier or 30 minutes earlier. And the first few days you're going to feel those benefits. And then, you know just like both of you have said like you become hooked you know and right um yeah, yeah. so that that's that's the miracle morning in a in a long-winded nutshell
0: <laughs> oh, oh my goodness thank um, you so much <laughs>
1: the question that i have is do you ever get tired of being inspiring <laughs> like have you ever sick of yourself you're just like i'm so inspiring
2: i do get sick of myself um a little bit <laughs> um sometimes but uh yeah and i think i'm like are people because i hear myself talk so much right i'm like is this annoying people like it's annoying what? me you know um but one thing i've gotten to is just a place of i do my best to not allow anyone else's judgment to affect my mission you know what i mean like and by the way by the way i'm glad i said that and this thought just came up because it's my own judgment of myself in the form of insecurity that would stop me more than anybody else's judgment that's Mm. the one that to this day impacts me more than any else i judge myself on I sounded stupid. What did I say? I talked too long. I, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm human like anybody, right? And so, um, but yeah, but I think that's important. Get clear on what, what, what are you about? What is right. your mission in life? And then don't let anybody else's judgment and don't let your own judgment get in the way of you fulfilling why you were put on this earth and, and whatever right. that is for you. Yeah. That, that
1: reminds me of in the miracle morning, the movie, like I said, last week, we watched it with all of our kids. I highly recommend everybody watch it with all of their children. It is so amazing. I wept when you talked about your father and your mother and like your mission, essentially, why does it matter to survive cancer? Why does it matter to do all these things? And your passion when you speak about those things is so in, it's like life-giving mm-hmm. at the same time. It's really deeply hard to watch because it's like you're in so much pain and it's obviously so hard, but the, even now, this is going to sound really weird, but even the scene where you're in that apartment with your dad mm. and he's like making you a smoothie or whatever, whatever you're doing, he's like, kind of, yeah. you're talking about your pills and he's making you a smoothie. Yeah. It was so touching. It was so deeply touching. Cause mm-hmm. it's like this this opportunity, and I know you talked about cancer doesn't sound like an opportunity, but it provided you this opportunity to have this connection with your dad. And when you told him you wanted him to go home and then he said, no, and Mm -hmm. you said, I was glad he said, no, I was like, I can hardly take this. It's so amazing. And what's so amazing is that you let your purpose, which is bigger than cancer, it's bigger than a car accident. It's bigger than you'll be in a life, you know, a wheelchair for your life. You let that mission really steer all of your actions mm-hmm. and it's so apparent in your writing. I read um The Miracle Equation as well. Um oh. and I just you're such a phenomenal um inspiration, such a phenomenal person and you really do show people um I think what is the healthiest thing, the healthiest way that people can move through this earth. I mm-hmm. mean the savers really are life-saving. Mm-hmm. They are life savers. And so I just want to thank you for the way you show up and the energy that you bring and honestly, the transformation that you've made in our yeah. world and in our life, it is huge. It's huge. And it, I, you really are like, I've been like sweating the whole time because I'm like, <laughs> I'm talking to hell Elrod, <laughs> like, But it's just amazing. And I'm, I, we, we are mm. so thankful for the time that you've given to us um, just individually, but of course, as, in all the work that you've done. Yeah. So to honor your time, I want to make sure that we allow people to find you wherever they find you, to read whatever you want them to read. So share all the places that you want our listeners to go and the things you want them to check out.
2: Yeah, go to miraclemorning.com. That's the that's the fastest or easiest way to kind of the hub for all the things. You can find books there, the movie there, all of it. Um, miraclemorningmovie.com takes you directly to kind of the movie page. But um, uh, and, and if you want to watch the movie, Miracle Morning Movie, that shows you where to find it. If you're in um, United States, you can watch it on Amazon Prime, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and then if you're anywhere else in the world where we're trying to get it on all the different Amazons um, right now you can watch it on Vimeo so if you go to miraclemorningmovie.com that's got the link for Amazon the link for Vimeo the DVD if you want to you know get that and um, but yeah I think that's I think that's I think the, the movie is the best intro into the miracle morning world because yeah. it brings the book to life in such a way where um, you know, and it's also shorter, you can watch the movie in 90 minutes, then you can order yeah. the book and you could, you know, you can, that'll be here in a couple of days. You'll be ready. You'll be so fired up to read it. Cause you saw the movie, you know? So yeah. I, that's yeah. a, that's a good, good place to start.
0: Amazing. Awesome. Like out of the 300 plus shows that we've done, like, you know, we, we give advice and anecdotal stuff, but I believe that this is one, probably the best one It's like, okay, people do yeah. these things and your life will change. There's no ifs, ands, ands, or buts. Do these. Show up for yourself. Show up for mm-hmm. your bigger why, and your life absolutely will change. You're proof of it. We're proof of it, and millions more, obviously. But you guys, go check out what Hal is doing and everything yeah. else. Hal, thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Thank yes. you so much for, for giving us time. Well, I know you're a busy man, and um, just thank you so much. Yeah. We appreciate it.
2: It is mutual. Thank you. I love both of you very much. Thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for living the miracle morning, sharing the miracle morning, Uh, together we are truly elevating the consciousness of humanity one morning and one person at a time so appreciate you awesome
0: all right thank Thank you, you man we'll talk to you later okay all right